0: Hi, this is John Fiedler with Let the Light In. Last Monday, the 19th of March, I read the Gospel reading for the day and it's been on my mind ever since. What follows is a brief reflection on the story of Jesus lost in the temple in Jerusalem as found in the Gospel of Luke. Also, join us during Holy Week when we will offer reflections on the day's Gospel reading starting with Holy Thursday. We'll begin with the reading followed by the reflection. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all who heard him were amazed at his understandings and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for Mary and Joseph to look for their child for three days in a bustling city at a large festival, no less. It had to have been incredibly frightening for them and the relief they must have felt upon finding their child. You can sense their frustration and alarm when Mary, probably not so calmly, asks, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. Jesus responds in a very matter-of-fact way. Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? We catch in this exchange The holy tension of Jesus as the son of Joseph and Mary, and Jesus as the son of God, he still willingly submits to his parents. Luke tells us he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. But it's clear from the story that there's been a shift in priorities for Jesus. He's no longer just that boy from Nazareth. He's starting to reach the age of maturity and, as custom dictated at the time, his religious education would begin to get more in-depth and serious. He was taking his first serious steps into the world, and he started strong. As I rewatched the powerful comments delivered at the National March for Our Lives rally in D.C., I couldn't help but reflect on the similarities of the students from Parkland High School and the young Jesus of the first century. Jesus' encounter with brutal violence is yet to come, while the Parkland students, like so many before them, encountered sudden brutality and violence as they were preparing for their own life adventures. Like the boy Jesus, they were probably looking forward to wandering around strange new cities and towns and exploring marketplaces. But as we now know, that isn't how the Parkland students' stories worked out. But it's what happened in the days and weeks after the shooting that draws me to this gospel story— I think of Joseph and Mary frantically searching for their child, lost for three days. The image of the parents of the Parkland students racing to the school that day, only to be told to stay back and wait. That there was little to nothing they could do but wait. Then something happened that's never happened before. The students didn't stay silent. They didn't stay home and wait like they were supposed to. They stepped forward one by one and appealed to the conscience of their people, to us. They publicly wept and allowed us to see and experience their pain, anger, and frustration. They bravely stepped out from the shelter of family and home and laid bare their grief. They told us they will not suffer this alone. They told us they will not remain silent. And they reminded us in no uncertain terms that they are coming into their own and that the future belongs to them. Like Jesus, they found their temple and they sat among their learned elders and they spoke with and to them. And these Parkland kids, like the young boy lost in the temple in Jerusalem, have astounded and amazed us. Like Jesus, I imagine they told their parents, this is not something I want to do. This is something I need to do. These kids are not about the past. They're looking ahead. They're seeing things the way they can be and rejecting the never-changing vision of their elders. They dare to turn to us with the profound authority of survivors and tell us, no, this is not the way things should be. You've lost your way. We will not follow you down this path. We believe there's a better way, a way of hope, and love and practicality. They're now our teachers. We have the unique opportunity to set aside the jaded, limited view that age and experience can impose on us and see anew through the eyes of our youth. Like the elders in the temple, in awe at the wisdom and grace of the boy Jesus, we too can set aside our adult egos and learn. Learn to love. Have hope. Move forward. Embrace change. Lean into life. We can't be afraid to follow. We can't be afraid to learn from these amazing, vibrant, beautiful voices of youth calling us, begging us to return to our better selves. Joseph and Mary went looking for Jesus and found Him in the most unexpected of places. It wasn't on the roadside injured. It wasn't in the marketplace eating and partying. They found this child of theirs in the temple among the elders teaching. Where do we find these Parkland students? Not at home where they're safe. Instead, we find them in our most unexpected of places, leading us towards hope. This is John Fiedler, and remember to always let the light in.